Have you ever used the phrase sleep tight and wondered what it really means? Well, let me tell you a little story. Back in the 1800s, people slept on mattresses filled with straw or hay. Casper Mattress, if you're listening, now would be a great time to pay me to do an ad. Anyway, the tighter the straw was packed, the firmer the mattress. So sleep tight was a reminder to tighten the laces that held the mattress together before you hit the hay. That sounds right. But what if I told you sleep tight actually originated in the Renaissance? Back then, people believed that evil spirits could enter your body while you slept if your limbs were spread apart. To prevent this, people would sleep with ropes tied around them to keep their arms and legs tight together, keeping those pesky spirits at bay. That sounds right. Okay, fine, it's the first one. But like the second one, it's way more chaotic. Every week, I am joined by a celebrity guest. We'll take turns trying to convince each other that our version of the origin story is the real one. Stay tuned to find out who's right and who's full of it. I'm your host, Andrew keenan Bolcher, and this is That Sounds Right. I am thrilled to introduce our guest, Alex Wong. He was a principal dancer at Miami City Ballet. He danced his way into our hearts on So You Think You Can Dance and has appeared in countless films and TV shows, including The Greatest Showman. He fully played Ted in Ted 2, choreographed for stars like Carly Rae Jepsen, and has one of the funniest social media presences, creating viral videos on TikTok and Instagram. But I know him best as Sniper in the original Broadway cast of Newsies, which we did together 10 whole years ago. Alex, thank you for coming on. That sounds right. 10 years. Wow. 10 that, years. That just clicked right now. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Why that's are we so, so old? <laughs> it's so funny. We don't look any different. I think we look about the same. Yeah. I, I seriously I'd actually say. think we look about the same. I, well, you definitely do. I, I definitely oh, started oh, taking my um, like moisturizing regimen more seriously in the past too, few years. Me too. And I... I'm using sunscreen. Yeah. If you were a fan of Newsies, now is the time to start your retinol. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were old back saying. then. Now we're even older. <laughs> um, now, when we did Newsies together, there were like 20 other guys. Do you remember us getting into like any back, backstage mischief? And mischief? I don't mean that in the biblical sense. I mean um, that truly like... Thanks. I mean, like, you were such an influencer back then also. <laughs> You're always taking videos and vlogging. But do you remember that time when we were, I think we were, like, all getting into the snob thing, the Saturday Night on Broadway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were posting those photos, and we did that one in the rooftop. And then we all got in trouble because oh we posted God. in our costume. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. I don't know why that just popped up yeah. right now. But oh, I was like, we will, we'll post a photo on <laughs> socials. Yeah, it was the, like, Saturday intermission picture, and... I think I convinced all of the boys to climb up to the roof of the Nederlander Theater and lay down yes. in our costumes <laughs> yes. and spell like SIP, Saturday Intermission Picture, which honestly, an iconic photo. <laughs> and I remember getting in trouble and yeah. being mad at the time, like, we're, we're supposed like, to be dirty. A, yeah, yeah we're, we're dirty anyway, so <laughs> yeah, whatever. How does this matter? It's like, we needed dirt on our face. But also like the absolute on. disrespect to the wardrobe <laughs> department. I'm... I am realizing 100%. 10 years later that it's really not chill. <laughs> so Alex, That Sounds Right is all about storytelling and occasionally telling some lies. Have you ever been caught in a lie? So. <laughs> oh, all good stories start out like that. <laughs> in grade three, I got a little suspended from school <gasps> because um, we were doing cursive class and you each have your own chalkboard. Mm -hmm. And so before class started, I wrote F-U-C-K. 
on my chalkboard. And the teacher was like, ah, and then I got in trouble. And then they were like, what was it? And I was like, well, my friend and I were like, can you talk about hockey? And we're like, can you spell puck with your eyes closed? And I was like, yeah. And you know how like the F and the P kind of look the same cursive? So I wrote puck, but it looked like beep. And that was my story. Oh my God. So like a liar and like, a little a potty mouth and a liar <laughs> the question was like was the cursive beautiful though of course it was <laughs> i had beautiful cursive <laughs> well, that's all that really matters <laughs> all right well let's get to the game so here are the rules each of us is going to draw a card with our idiom or common phrase written on it along with its origin story and we each get five minutes to review the actual origin make some notes and then we decide if we're going to be telling the real story or if we can do a little bit better than history and make one up. Either way, we have to convince each other that our story is the real one. We're going to take a short break so we can get to thinking, and when we come back, we'll take turns separating the fact from the funny. So, Alex, I am going to tell you the backstory of the common idiom, knock on wood. Um, are you familiar with the Salem witchcraft trials of 1696? I am not. Okay, well, I at least have some passing knowledge of it from seeing the film Hocus Pocus. Oh, wow. Very historical. Yes, very historical. And I think have suffered through a couple ill-conceived productions of The Crucible in high school. Cute. Um, Yes. Basically, long story short... The Salem Witchcraft Trials was a time in colonial Massachusetts where they executed 200 innocent people for being witches, basically in the name of Satan possessing these mostly women. Uh, And it was kind of like a horrible, horrible thing. Everybody has heard at least a little bit about the Salem Witchcraft Trials, but most people have not heard about the Buzzards Bay Witchcraft Trials, which happened just right next door to Salem. So let me take you back. Um, we're traveling back to colonial Massachusetts. It's a, it's a lot of Puritans. So that means like no frills, no fun. Uh, I think probably like the, the dress of the time would be described as, um, as durable. A lot of like felt skirts <laughs> and like men with like top hats with like a big belt buckle right in the front. And I think just like men with like um, like a bobbed haircut, just like a sensible bob. Yes. Looking so cute. Um, and so over in Buzzards Bay, they are looking on at what's going on with their friends at Salem. And they're like, I'll have what she's having. Because when you're a Puritan, you just go to church and like work the fields is no fun at all but a witchcraft trial and like the mass execution of a million innocent women that sounds fun um so they they immediately turn their attention to the most likely witch in town whose name is theodora booth and theodora booth is an old spinster in her 40s, because that was old back then, just living by herself with her with her black cat. I think probably now she'd be described as just actually a really happy lesbian, just living by herself. But like back in those days, they're like, there's nothing more horrifying than watching a woman age gracefully. Um, so there were two kinds of tests that were very popular in, in figuring out if someone was a witch. The first was called the sink test. 
And that was where you would tie up a woman and you would throw her into the water. And if she sank to the bottom and drowned, then you could definitively say, oh, gosh, darn that. That was an innocent <laughs> she, one. <laughs> yeah, no, she was she was not, in fact, a witch. But if she floated to the top, they'd be like, witch! Um, the other one was the knock on wood test, which, see what I'm doing? Circling back to that idiom at hand. The knock on wood test was burying a woman alive. And if after 24 days, they would put their ear to the ground and they could hear knocking, then clearly she was a witch. But if they heard no one knocking... Then oh gosh she darn. Probably. Then oh gosh darn, she Whoops. was not a witch. A little, little <laughs> too late. So their thinking was very flawed. Um, but like, you know, it was what it was. 1696, what were you going to do about it? So they gather Theodora Booth and they prepare her for the test. But what they had not really counted on was the fact that Theodora Booth was a badass. <laughs> Theodore Booth, as they go to push her into her grave, grabs a shovel, takes it, smashes the face of the prison guard, swings it around, cuts off the head of the judge, runs, steals a horse, and hightails it up to Provincetown, and um, is maybe one of the early gay ancestors who helped found Provincetown. (laughs) And you know what? The spirit of Theodora Booth lives on not only for making the knock on wood test absolutely ridiculous and now have lost so much meaning that you're like knock on one but she lives on in the hearts of every little gay and boy witch wandering the streets of commercial street every summer in provincetown oh wow so that is uh that is in fact the um that's the uh backstory of the common phrase knock on wood so alex i have to ask you Does that sound right, or does that sound like I absolutely made it up? Fake. (laughs) (laughs) Too many details. Too many. The lady doth protest too much. See, that's what always gets me. You're right. Yes, this is not, in fact, real. You do not know her. You are not her friend. She did not found Provincetown. (laughs) But it sounded right, right? That sounds right. No, no, because then, like, knock on wood is more for, like, you, like... are trying to like what like banish bad luck from you right <laughs> so like yeah was the connection <laughs> i'll be honest i'll be honest i fell asleep last night with listening to a podcast about the salem witch trials and it, <laughs> it really just lodged itself in my brain well we are gonna take a break and when we come back we will have alex's story i'm gonna tell you about the common phrase break a leg oh which good. you probably think you <gasps> know because theater well, I but, first of all, I just feel bad that they gave you the phrase break a leg, given your history <laughs> with so, you so many you things. <laughs> um, no, but so actually, given that fact, and this is, as you know, I barely took any notes because I actually know this one. So oh, my well. gosh. Oh, OK. Um, OK, so very similar that I bet you also don't know this. So ketchup is a phrase that kind of comes from Hong Kong. OK. Because in Chinese, ketchup is literally tomato, which is ke. Yeah. Zap means sauce. So ke oh. zap, that phrase turned into ketchup, which is now our tomato sauce, yeah. right? So very similar to a lot of other phrases um, from Hong Kong because it was t- taken over by British rule in uh, 1840s-ish, whatever, to 97. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, phrases that came from 
the Cantonese dialect that kind of went into American or or English, English okay. language. So, break leg is also one of those ones that happened where there there was a there was a he's not a ruler he's like a leader okay. at the time. I think this was in like the eighties. Um, he was giving a speech, and one of these things, and this is from a old BBC radio interview in from the twenties. Okay? Oh wow! At where it was popularized. So. Um, Bingole in Cantonese is good luck. And um, so it was always said like that, but when it was translated back to English, they thought people were saying break a leg. Bingole. Bingole. So oh, yeah. it was translated back to break a leg, but it didn't actually ca- ca- catch on until the 20s when there was a historian talking about it, this, whatever, break a leg. And they thought it was so funny because of that direct translation in oh, the 20s gosh. on the BBC radio interview that it became break a leg because people thought they were saying break a leg. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. I I also I I mostly just thought that was theater people being annoying. I mean it is. <laughs> I think I think I think eventually it takes on a second meaning. Yeah. Like people think that oh break a leg it means like oh you're just like doing the opposite. Yeah. But like when you actually know just like ketchup and stuff like that, like it actually comes from a phrase before of a mistranslation, which is why it's so funny. Which I, when I saw this, I was like, I don't need to take notes. I literally oh my know this because I've broken I can't so many things. Randomly gave you the phrase that you knew. Yeah. Um, okay. You know what? I feel like that sounds right. You were so convincing. Yeah. It's right? It's not right. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, you... See the ketchup thing though is kind of right, <laughs> but the other stuff you is not. You just like randomly pulled out a word that sounds. Wait, is does that actually mean good luck? No. <laughs> you it means sneaky. who's coming? Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Who's coming? Well, you know what? I know that you were traumatized by the phrase um, "break a leg" because for the people who may not know. Uh, Alex in his first season on So You Think You Can Dance. Did you snap your Achilles? Snap my Achilles, yeah. Oh my gosh! Literally broke your leg, and then you came back yeah. for the for the second season that you were and on. Snapped the other one, and it snapped <laughs> the other one, which is truly the most horrifying thing I've ever so heard, traumatic. and so sad. I remember watching those in real time because I was like. Well, that person is obviously going to win. Oh, nope. Nope, just kidding. Um, They're gone. But I, I bet you don't know. I am actually somewhat traumatized by that phrase as well because um, when we did a little musical called Newsies together, um, a, I played the character of Crutchy. And before <laughs> the show, a lot of people would be like, break a leg. Oh, whoops. Look <laughs> like you already did. And I would um, have to politely laugh and pretend like it was my first time hearing that joke so i guess you could say we were both traumatized it's hard to say who was more traumatized <laughs> alex with his multiple surgeries or me having to suffer through a corny joke it but is so well, funny though because it's like literally <laughs> two days ago i was talking with my friend and he was like he was like it is so weird that people say break like he goes i don't like that i mean and i was like it's like because we we still do say yeah. it wait you have the real version right oh yeah Oh my gosh, will you read that to me? <laughs> I realized I forgot I to read just, you the real version as well. Re- regular, like what you okay. think. The theater community has always had a healthy amount of superstition around performances. Okay. Performers believe that saying good luck would actually have an adverse effect. To make the opposite happen from what they're saying, they started saying break a leg. That way the opposite would happen for the performer. 
So I like your version a lot more. Yeah, I was like boring. Okay, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, I, I I chose a false one too. Knock on wood or touch wood in Britain has some disagreement on its origin. The most popular take dates back to the 19th century when ancient pagan cultures such as the Celts worshipped the trees and would knock on them to have spirits bring protection to them. It was also a way to show gratitude. I decided to not Honestly, go with that one. Yours was about the same as that. So <laughs> I, 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 I saw spirits and I was you like, could have read witch. that real one and I would have also said fake. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm like, I don't know anything about the 19th century Celts. Um, although I, I do think I am Irish. I should probably know something. But, eh. That just reminded me, I don't know why, but of your break leg thing of you. I don't know. You were in PT and you're like, Writing the alphabet with your oh yeah that <laughs> was my TT yeah your, why do I remember these things <laughs> yeah why do you I don't I know forgot I have about no that. idea yeah I although I often if I like go and teach master class to some kids who are doing newsies there's always like the sweet crutchy who's like do you have any ways Tips. for yeah, yeah. I'm like Write before the, the show <laughs> spell the alphabet with your foot to warm it up they're like I am gonna be amazing they're, I'm they're winning a Jimmy Award it. yeah yeah um. Well, even though you won, don't worry, because we still have time for me to gain a couple more points in our bonus round. For this, our producer is going to read us an obscure or very strange law, and we each have a buzzer, and the first one to buzz gets to say, that sounds right, or say, that sounds wrong, you're totally lying. Um, So I have programmed the buzzers uh, specifically for you. Um, They are... They are beats that you might give when you're choreographing. If you wanna, if you wanna press your buzzer and see which ones you've got. Ah! You got a little. Cut, cut. And I've got a little. A wiki wiki wa. Great. You just did a video. <laughs> I know. I, I, I was like, what can we program them to? What did Alex do on his Instagram? This is hilarious. Um, okay, so. We are going to hear from the producer some laws. And I will hold it. Yeah, too. if you want to do one more, one more test, just to make sure it works. That's a full <laughs> account. Almost. That is a full <laughs> All right. What do we got? All right. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay. So, first one to buzz in gets to guess. In Arizona, donkeys cannot sleep in bathtubs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard his first. <laughs> All right, Alex. That sounds right. You're right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's two wins. You officially win, Alex. <laughs> like, do you um, want to do one more? Should we do one more just for yeah. fun? Just for fun. Just yes. Hit us. Hit us. Okay. In Delaware, they prohibit chicken fights on Good Friday and Easter Sunday only. You go for it. I'm gonna go. That sounds wrong. You're right. Oh, good. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I would believe it. Although we've heard a lot of these laws, and at this point, it is such a coin flip. Cause, right. Like the donkey one. Why? Yeah. I want to know why. Yeah. Come on, Arizona. It's Arizona doesn't like to be told what to do. I'm surprised that's honestly still in the books. Yeah, they don't. They they don't even do daylight savings. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I wish we didn't. Um, well, Alex, we <laughs> truly, yeah, we are just seeing the effects of daylight savings right now. Um, Alex, we have a special prize for you. Um, oh my! They're blank greeting cards, oh, and you get cute. to pick one, so but you can't cute. look. This one. All right, let's see what you got. Oh my god, I'm twelve. 
<laughs> hey, 12-year-old. <laughs> See, I told you, we just don't age. We could still play teenagers. We, yeah, definitely. They're not, not even a teenager. <laughs> I have one more year till I'm a teen. Yes, well, save it up and you can give it to the special twink in your life. I give these cards to like, I, I always do like, like birthday cards. It'll be like, happy 84th, Grandpa. I always actually give those cards. So yes, this will go to I good thought, use. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much. That is all for our show today. And please remember to subscribe. And of course, if you like us, we'd love for you to write us a review. These really help. Big thanks to my guest, Alex Wong, who you can find on socials at Alex D. Wong. Truly do yourself a favor. He is the absolute funniest and fiercest. And join us next week for another episode of That Sounds Right. <laughs>